The longer I live, the more I learn that common sense is a scarce resource. And if it were an animal, it would certainly be on the endangered species list. So on today's show, Ben and I are going to tackle some common sense money ideas that may not be as easy as they seem. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome in to My Retirement Clarity. I'm looking forward to this conversation with Lee today on some common sense items. I think it'll be a lot of fun. All these things we agree with. I think everything you hear today, you'll say, yeah, that's what I want to accomplish. But our behavior doesn't always line up with those things. So we're going to explain why that happens and what you can do to adjust and uh, try to follow these simple common sense strategies. Lee, how you doing? I'm doing well, Ben. This is this should be a fun show today because, like you said, a lot of these concepts do seem to be very common sense ideas. But man, they're they're difficult sometimes to actually put into practice. So should be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. We'll go through each one of these. We have a mailbag question a little bit later on in the show as well. And again, we put everything up at myretirementclarity.com so you can go back to past episodes. And if you want to talk with Lee after we've done today's conversation. Hit him up, talkwithlee.com. That is the website. Very simple. You can schedule a time to meet with him there. Lee, how's everything going, man? I, I, so you told me you had an update for, on your house that you wanted to share. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if this is a, a good at, update or a, a, a bad update, but for those of you who've been listeners to the show or, or folks that, that know me, you know, we have been, my wife and I sold our house in, in December and been in the process of hopefully trying to build a house. And as you know, it's a, it is a terrible time to build a house and, yeah. and a not so good time to uh, buy a house either. But anyway, my wife was out of town um, last week and she sent me a text with, uh, so, so t- to kind of go back a little bit, we are foot on the gas headed towards building a house. Our property is on the river. So all kind of hoops and hurdles that you have to go through when you're doing that. It just seems like one roadblock after another. Mm-hmm. So this process has been going on for seven months and we have not moved the first piece of dirt. Oh, so she's getting a little antsy being in the rental house. And, uh, you know, I think she's trained to my kids to be antsy. So anyway, <laughs> she was out of town last week, sent me a text that had a, a listing for a house that was here for sale. And she said, uh-huh. I'm sitting on go with this if you are. <laughs> so, you oh, know, man. I'm like, are you serious? And she said, yeah. So anyway, I called my agent and, you know, the house went on the market on a Wednesday. I had an appointment to go see the house Thursday at three o'clock. And so at noon, my agent sends me a text and says, oh, there's already multiple offers. Do you still want to go? And I was like, yep, we'll go. So that kind of tells you a little bit about what, what the housing market is right now. You know, we're, the house has been on the market less than 24 hours and there's multiple offers. Pull into the house at three o'clock to see this place. Agent calls me. And by the way, my agent was at the beach too. So she sent an assistant okay. to let me see the house. Okay. Um, anyway, she said there are now nine offers on the house. Jeez. And I was like, holy cow. So we see the house, you know, we like it. But what was scary is that it was just my son and I going to see the house. So my wife wasn't even there. She said, take pictures. So we wound up making an offer on the house, which is a very scary proposition. Mm-hmm. 
buying a house that my wife hasn't even seen. But um, anyway, we we were, I guess, quote, outbid. They said we were second place. We were the runners up. So I guess that makes us the the first loser in this this homeowner sweepstakes. But, but anyway, to kind of, uh, you know, the message is really to let folks know about the, the housing market. Of course, what goes up is one day going to come down. You know, we actually offered a 10% over what the asking price of the house was and we didn't get it so anyway it's a it's a crazy world out there so the update is we are still in the rental house and still planning to build a house so we'll see man what what a roller coaster yeah yeah it was we had about a set five hour period from three o'clock that afternoon till that night where we had to get our offer in because they were closing offers by that time to where it was a it was a roller coaster and uh man it, it was crazy that's a lot of people experiencing that same thing. It just shows you that uh, even your advisor is not immune to it. And that's why we talk about a lot of these things on the show and we're dealing with them in person. But man, I hope everything gets worked out for you, Lee. I know it's been tough between the, the market going crazy, lumber prices, just a little bit everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it will. It'll all work out. You know, we're, we're confident that we didn't get this house for a reason. And we're confident that there's a reason that it's taking so long to build the house. And it might just be that we're waiting for lumber prices to go down. But, it's, you know, as you know, it's not just lumber. Yeah. Cost of lumber. It's it's the cost of sheetrock and sheetrock mud and electrical supplies. It's everything. So anyway, it'll be fine. We'll be good. We got a great uh, a great place to live. Uh, we don't get rained on. I don't have to live in a van down by the river. So right. it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's all about perspective. It is. Right, let's put some perspective on our financial planning today and talk about how we learn through uncommon sense. And look again, each of these statements we go through today, these are some common sense money ideas that I think everyone we would agree with, but we don't always behave this way with our money. So we want to actually figure out why it seems that common sense is actually a bit uncommon for us in many ways. And I want to begin with one that we all uh, try to accomplish with our investing, Lee. We want to buy low. We want to sell high. Nobody would disagree with this, but many of us will actually behave very differently in practice. Yeah. I just told you a story about how, how I behaved different in practice with <laughs> buying buying high, attempting to buy a house high um, instead of buying low and selling high. Um, it, it's a very easy thing to do. Sometimes it is a very difficult thing to put into practice uh, because when things get good from an investment standpoint, we, we want to keep riding that, that wave. We want to hang in there. We want more money, more money. And then when things get a little bit shaky, we tend to want to bail out. Um, I did a workshop I don't know, maybe a year or so ago that had a, a great image of a roller coaster. And it was kind of a cartoon image of a roller coaster ride that was up and down. You can kind of picture the, um, for those of you that have been to Six Flags, kind of picture that the screen machine. Yeah. And it showed this cartoon image of of the people on the, the roller coaster going up the hill and they're they're smiling and laughing and having a good time. And then when it's going down, uh, the people are sort of wanting to bail because we're, we're doing this from, from a, a market standpoint, going up and going down. And people tend to want to bail at the bottom. And that's the exact opposite of what you should do because that's when things are, that's when things are low. And if, you, if you're disciplined enough, that's when you, there, you could look for buying opportunities. Now, in practical perspective, a lot of people who are retired, they're not sitting on cash and looking for buying opportunities. Right. But if their portfolios are properly constructed, the money managers are systematically rebalancing. And if you're rebalancing the right way, 
you are automatically selling high and buying low. So anyway, that that's the whole buy low and sell high conversation. Yeah, it's very easy to know, understand how to ex- execute that, but it's very difficult in practice to actually follow that. Emotions always get in the way. This seems they like. do. Uh, taxes. This is an area that I know that you spend a lot of time with with your clients, but you know, the idea that we don't want to pay more in taxes than we have to. I mean, even people that trust the government and feel like they're doing a great job with their money and very efficient in the way that they run the country, even those people don't really want to pay more in taxes than they have to. But a lot of times we do, Lee. So why is that happening? Well, I think we hate taxes so much. We we sometimes just bury our heads in the sand and hope it just goes away. Many times this is a real struggle between an advisor and an accountant. Now, you know, I'm a financial planner. I'm a financial advisor. Uh, I don't do taxes, but I do tax planning for my my clients. And so lots of times I, c- I can meet with somebody, uh, meet with a client, and we can talk about how to take a it's best to take a big picture view of taxes, especially in light of what's going on right now with our governmental spending and, and how things just seem to be out of control. There's no question that, that we are facing increasing taxes in the future. So a client can be on board with that, and then they can walk out of my office and walk into their CPA's office and say, hey, I'm, I'm paying too much taxes this year. Where, where can I get a deduction? And they'll walk back into my office and write a $6,000 IRA contribution to minimize taxes for that year. So they're they're in essence saying one thing and and doing another. So sometimes it really is a a real struggle between the advisor and the accountant because the accountant many times is trying to get you to pay as little as you can right now. Again, I try to take that big picture view and let's look at it over the long term and figure out what what kind of assumptions are we going to make? Are taxes going to be lower in the future or higher? No question which way I think they're going. And I think a lot of people would agree with that, which is why when, whenever we talk about taxes, I want to make sure we remind people that you do have that ticking tax time bomb book offer. And you know, it's the perfect time to remind people about that. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So this for you that have listened to the, the show for for months and months now, you, you've heard me kind of beat this drum for a long time. Um, it, it's a, a very easy to read book. It's called Diffuse. Uh, seven steps to to defuse the IRS ticking tax time bomb. It's a very easy read with some really practical steps that you can take to minimize taxes for the long term, not necessarily for this year, but for the long term. So if you want to get a copy of that book, all you have to do is text the word defuse, and that's D-E-F-U-S-E, defuse, to 474747. Just give us a good name and uh, mailing address, and we will make sure that we uh, get that book right out to you. It's a, a very easy read, and a lot of people have taken advantage of that offer. So, yeah, you want to pick one of those up today. And it's no no charge. We don't charge anybody for the book. We also take care of shipping on that. Yeah, I mean, speaking of common sense, it's common sense to reach out and, and take advantage of that that complimentary offer for sure. All right, let's talk about costs. You know, our goal for everyone is to keep our costs low, right? It's no secret that when you do keep those costs low, your investments have a chance to grow a lot faster. But you know, many times we still end up in, in instruments or in investment vehicles that have high fees. Yeah. Yeah. And we see this a lot of times and, and sometimes people just don't know. They, they don't really know what they're paying. Two kind of areas that I, I tell people you need to, need to look at uh, and make sure that you, you are not overpaying. One of them is on the mutual funds that you own. Mutual funds have share classes and the class of the share basically tells you how you are paying the fee. There's A shares, B shares, C shares, 
all different kind of share classes and whatever share that is, is going to tell you how you're paying the fee. So make sure that you are using uh, a lower, a lower cost option because the same fund may have the three or four different versions of how you pay the fee. So make sure you're using the one is potentially the lowest cost for you. We don't use a lot of mutual funds here at our office for our clients. We do for some folks. We kind of defer to using a lot of ETFs, which are exchange traded funds. They operate a lot like mutual funds, uh, but they trade more like a stock. And generally speaking, these have much lower, lower fees and lower internal expenses than a an average mutual fund. Another place where we see very high fees, and this is the, the worst fees that I've seen, are in variable annuities. Variable annuities are a very expensive way to own a mutual fund. They do come with a few you know, promises from the insurance company, but lots of times people don't use these properly. They're oversold to people, probably because you know some of the large wirehouse firms this is what they they tell their advisors to sell. Uh, we see expenses on variable annuities sometimes be between two and a half and and seven percent. So make sure you do the research on on that, and uh, we can certainly help folks out with that too. We've got uh, a resource that can help us determine exactly how much you're paying in fees. So don't overpay in fees. Just like we talk about, don't overpay in taxes. No reason to to tip uh, your aunt Iris, the IRS. There's no reason to. Um, <laughs> overpay on your investments either. Hey there, sorry to interrupt the show, but I wanted to take just a minute to tell you about a new book I've written called Diffuse, How to Protect Your IRA or 401k from the IRS Ticking Tax Time Bomb. It's a really easy read and it gives you specific strategies that you can implement right now to be better prepared for increasing taxes. Now, we all know taxes are very likely to increase in the future, and with all the recent stimulus packages, I believe that even more. So I'm making this book available to you, the listener of the show. So here's how you get it. Just text the word DEFUSE to 474747. Give us a good mailing address and we'll send it right out. I'll even pick up the shipping cost. Again, just text the word DEFUSE to 474747. Get your copy today. Now back to the show. All right, diversification. This is uh, an idea that I think everybody understands the importance of, but you know the the common sense approach of don't put all of your eggs into one basket. We don't really do a good job with that, do we, Lee? In, in terms of having a truly diversified retirement plan. No, no, we really don't. And I'm going to take this in a little bit different direction. When people okay. are thinking about diversification, lots of times they're thinking about investment diversification, and that that's certainly important. You know, you want to make sure that you know you don't have you know we're thinking about all your eggs in one basket. You don't want to put all your money into, you know, one company stock or you don't want it all in US equities or all in foreign equities. You want to have it diversified, you know, among a, a broad variety of of sectors so that if something goes wrong with one sector, you're not clobbered. But I I'm thinking of two other ways that you can also diversify. One of them would be income diversification. That's making sure that you've got multiple sources of, of income. And lots of times people sort of overlook this. Um, we do this a lot of times when talking with married couples who m maybe have uh, a pension. And if they haven't done proper planning, and if that pension passes away with the death of one spouse, the surviving spouse could have an income problem. So you want to make sure that if you're putting together your income plan, that income is coming from several sources in case something happens to one of them. Another thing is, of course, 
tax diversification. This is one that is certainly overlooked by most people. And when I'm thinking about tax diversification, I'm thinking about the tax status of the money. How is the money going to be taxed when you pull it out? Is it tax me now, tax me later, or tax me never? So tax diversification is is really a, a big deal for most people. But unfortunately, uh, a lot of people simply don't even consider that. And they pile every dime they have into an IRA or 401k, and then they're going to be at the mercy of the IRS when it comes time to draw that money out. So take that those couple of additional diversification ideas, uh, take those into consideration. Yeah, it's much more than just investing in terms of diversification. So that's good. Absolutely. That's great information, yep. Lee. All right, last one I want to get to, common sense ideas for money. Market timing? Well, it's virtually impossible, right? We all know that. We all know that. We all don't. We all know we should not be trying to time the market ever. But Lee, I mean, I, I know I'm as guilty as anybody else. I'll still try to do it from time to time. Yeah, it, th- this is a huge temptation for everybody, um, you know, at, for those of you that that know me or have been in my office, you have seen that I have a crystal ball sitting in the conference room in my office. And that crystal ball is a non-working crystal ball because there is no such thing as a crystal ball that can predict the future uh, or predict the stock market. So that's that's what I use that for. Markets are unpredictable, but unfortunately, most people want to try to jump in and out of the market based on whatever is going on in the world. And so that so that's really, you know, my primary reason to why I don't try to predict the market because the markets now react more to to news than they ever have in in the in the past and I think that's because of how our our media operates nowadays we we live in a 24/7 news cycle and so these things you know new pieces of news that come out do impact the stock market and so because the news is unpredictable and markets react to news I, I think markets are un- unpredictable so that's why I don't try to do it. So again, the best plan, the best investment plan for somebody to use is one that they can stick to in good markets and bad markets. And if they can be disciplined, this is going to be key to long-term success. Very good stuff. This common sense stuff we need to follow. We really do. But sometimes it does uh, require you to have somebody in your corner, like a financial advisor that can help you with these things and make sure you're staying on track, make sure you're holding yourself accountable. If you want to uh, work with Lee or talk, discuss any of these things we talked about, taxes, costs, diversification, any of this stuff, talkwithlee.com is the website. Very simple. Just visit that. You can schedule a meeting with Lee right now. And you can visit us online at myretirementclarity.com. We do have a mailbag question I want to get it to before we closed out this edition of the podcast. Lee, it comes in from Frida today who asks, I've heard some people advertising that they can teach you ways to avoid paying taxes in retirement. This sounds like a scam to me, so I haven't even looked into it. What's it all about? Frida, this is a very common thing that you'll hear on uh, radio and on, on online and on TV. Um, there, There is some legitimacy to it. Now, there are probably some scams out there, so you got to be careful, do your research. But there are ways that you can avoid paying taxes. Now, you can't avoid paying all taxes, but there are some strategic things that you can do to minimize taxes long term. But, you know, I have people come to me all the time and say, hey, I've got half a million dollars in an IRA and I want to take all my money out and I don't want to pay any taxes. You can't do that. 
You certainly can't do that, but there are some creative ways that you can do that. So I wouldn't discount it altogether. Just make sure you do your research before you jump into, um, you know, in, into any of these uh, things that you're hearing. Um, and certainly you can reach out to me and I, I can talk you through any of those and tell you if it's legitimate or not. You can just reach out to me um, at talkwithlee.com and schedule a five or 10 minute phone call. And I'll certainly give you my opinion on whether or not I think it's legitimate. Very good. And also a good time to remind Frida and anybody listening that you also offer the opportunity to get your ticking tax time bomb book offer. We'll, we'll give that to him one more time before we get out of here. Yeah, just just text the word diffuse to 474747 and we'll send you a copy of the book. But that book is going to answer some of the questions that you might have after talking, you know, seeing some of the advertisements about how to have a, uh, a tax free retirement. So, yeah, grab that book. It's free. We'll send it to you out at no charge to you. Great. Thank you, Lee, for that. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please do so. we got another episode coming in a couple of weeks. You don't want to miss any of our conversations that we have on financial and retirement planning. If you want to learn more, visit MyRetirementClarity.com. Lee, good luck with the house. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another a positive update coming soon. I hope so, too, Ben. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.